We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Most importantly, I, j- I just sent you my, uh, FP- my uh, FMLS draft. Uh-oh, First one's I've been waiting on it. There it is. <laughs> Very nice. We'll have to take a look. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got some work to do. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by PlayUp.com. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com, joined by the last regular season, or joined by Skylar Redpath and J.D. Bazo for the last regular season MLS podcast. Guys, we've got 11 games to get through, and the clock is already ticking, so... Hello, and let's dive in. What is <laughs> Decision day, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, there are a bunch. I mean, we have literally an 11-game slate that <clears throat> will have all the games kicking off at the same time. And so uh, we were talking just before about how three of the matches basically have minimal or two have no implications for the playoffs. One has minimal implications for something else. But um 
we'll talk about the garbage games first. Those would be Philadelphia and Orlando, uh, and then Montreal and the New England Revolution. Uh, for Oh, I should also preface that we have no DraftKings prices out. We do have Yahoo, and we'll probably sprinkle in some FMLS since that's more important to me now than any of the other ones. Um, are you guys targeting anyone from Philly, Orlando, Montreal, or New England? I think we all ranked Piotti pretty high this week in our rankings. I, me and Zadroik have him third. Skyler has him fourth. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be in there. I would consider Lee Wynn. Um, but DC, I was pretty much totally out on. I know it's a big motivational game for them. Um, and uh, same thing, Orlando with Kaká. I think I'm out if he even plays. And uh, Philly, I didn't really see anything that interested me. Maybe Andre Blake in goal. Skylar, do you have any response to the uh, Kaká send-away game? <laughs> uh, it was definitely a fail. Uh, <laughs> went a little bit, uh, little bit too heavy on the Kaká send-away narrative, but um, I felt like he was in a decent spot. It just didn't pan out, and I still, I'm probably not going to target him this game. I think Yotun is still worth targeting from Orlando. Um, these games are hard to read because, I me mean, said it, they really don't have a lot to play for here, so you don't really know if it's going to be. Um, team sitting back and just not exerting much effort or if it turns into a, a barn burner. So um, you don't want to ignore the guys like Piotti. And I think Yotun is especially value, especially for you playing for a MLS uh, cup trip mm. um, on MLS fantasy where he's available as a defender. He's still playing very much an attacking role for Orlando um, still available as a defender on Yahoo too. So I think you got to exploit that. Um, other than that, I mean, question might jump out as somebody that I think would, I think he's got 17 assists, leads MLS right now. I think New York might try to push a little bit to, to pad his stats, if anything. But I really am hesitant to use anybody that's qualified already, I guess you could say, because you don't know if they're going to be rested or pulled early or what. JD, do you find yeah. more magic in Kaká's last game in Orlando or DC United's last game at RFK? <laughs> it's definitely going to be RFK, I wow. think. Wow. I, I don't somebody's gonna gonna come up pretty big. They have a lot of the uh, DC United uh, kind of important people from the past coming in. They're gonna play a a legends game or whatever, if you can even call it that. I think Freddie Adu is gonna be on hand. Get uh, out of here. He is. Yep. <laughs> gonna be playing and I think signing autographs after Saturday training. Wow. Um, DC United legend right there. <laughs> honestly, I mean the the. Saying goodbye to RFK is a big deal for MLS purposes. As much as people hated on the uh, the stadium, it I don't know. It has a, a lot of history, at least. So, yeah. you also I'm not buying into too much that like the players really care. Um, ben Olsen probably cares. I don't know how much Kofi Opare cares. <laughs> um, if if it's Bill Hamid's uh, last, oh, yeah. yep. If it's his last game for DC United, there's a lot of rumors he's uh, signing for. What is it, FC Midland? I don't know. Some Midgetland or something. Midgetland, yeah. <laughs> is that really That's how it looks like to me? Oh, I, I think like they it. have some silent stuff in there, so it doesn't sound like midget. But um, <laughs> that is not the uh, first time that team has come up on this podcast, and I can't remember why they would have previously, other than, I mean, they certainly weren't in the Champions League. But I've definitely. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about that one. Um, so you think the if, Bill Hamid goodbye his... game is bigger than the Kakab goodbye game? 
Well, Bill Amid spent eight years there. He's arguably uh, probably top three player in club history. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Skylar, were you going to add something on that? I was just saying, what if we, I mean, could we see another Patrick Mullins four-goal game here as uh, as DC make their exit? I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really going to buy into the, the RFK narrative and the Bill Hamid one. I don't know. Cause the Red Bulls are, are playing pretty well. So I, yeah, I don't I'm, think the Red Bulls are totally going to let their foot off the pedal. They need, uh, they're only the sixth seed. They need to kind of play their best and figure out what works, what doesn't and get all on the same page going into the playoffs. So yeah, they're not, um, kind of pedal to the floor, but they need to try and get at least a little bit of confidence going into the playoffs they're going to play on the road i'm a, i imagine maybe they can can they get up to the fourth seed no no they're, they they're can't get in. out of the six at all you're yeah. right okay um yeah i don't know i mean if you lose or draw to dc united going into the playoffs that's pretty bad <laughs> united is the only team in the eastern conference with a negative goal differential at home hmm. dc needs a point uh, to clinch not being the worst team, or actually, I guess they have to win to clinch not be having the worst record in Major League Soccer this year. Is that a pride thing that you're willing to play? <laughs> no, not really. I think they're probably playing more just for the. It's probably going to be a, a decent turnout there as a send the send away at RFK. So yeah, probably playing a little bit more for that. And I don't know. I mean, you don't want to be last in the league, but right. I don't know how much you can get motivated for that. Like, <laughs> Huddling up before the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not finish last, guys. We can do it. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. There, it's. I just realized DC United has six goal differential worse than Minnesota United. So, oof. and they're not even in the running for last. So, right. that's pretty bad. I don't know if they they care all that much though. And apologies to the listeners. I forgot the the living room here has a grandfather clock. So. <laughs> uh, I think it's a few minutes early too. Um, Okay, so we have the Eastern Conference teams are set, but uh, and Toronto is locked into the first spot. Uh, the Red Bulls are locked into the sixth. But New York City FC, Chicago, Atlanta, and Columbus can all finish either second, third, fourth, or fifth, which is kind of crazy. There's your decision day excitement. Um, we'll start with New York City home against Columbus. Like This is a pretty big one, obviously, since they're, again, both of them are competing for a, a first-round bye. You guys are pretty high on David Villa, unsurprisingly, uh, but uh, you both don't really like Jack Harrison. Is that just more that you think Maxi Morales is the only real midfield play for New York City? I think there's a lot of tough um, midfield, or there's just a lot of good midfield options this week. Mm -hmm. Everyone's playing, obviously, on the same day. So when we go to our rankings, I had to, I had to boot a lot of people out of the top 20 and Harrison's one of them strictly because his floor is a lot lower yeah. than the floor of some of these other guys. So if I'm making season-long suggestions, um, Harrison's floor and uh, his ceilings really just, at best, kind of right around everyone else's that I ranked, maybe a little ahead of some of the more defensive midfielders like Christian Roldan. But um, it, that just it, it's a little risky to play Harrison, so that's okay. all. He's not quite as involved out there on the wing. But I, I do think it's a solid game for him. Uh, but Columbus has been pretty good defensively lately as well. Yeah. Uh, Skylar, do you have the same read on the game? Uh-oh. <laughs> 
I'll uh, I'll step in. I just in the last six games here, NYCFC have five goals. Columbus have only allowed six. So it we like David Villa. I just don't know how much that says for for the rest of the team. I I'm not expecting like a a big three goal performance from NYCFC here. Yeah. That yeah. Sorry, sense. I think I had my mic on mute there, but um, as far as Harrison goes, he just he fell outside the top twenty for me, and um, I think Morales has has just a little bit more to do in the attack, um, especially on DraftKings if the prices aren't up yet. But I think he's going to have a good day here. New York are pretty much in a spot where they win and they get that um, that first round buy. So um, I think they're going to go out go all out for it. It's basically a playoff game already for him. Um, yeah, Morales is just – he means more to New York City in the attack, and I think uh, if anybody's to be ranked from their midfield, it's him. Okay. Also of note, this game's at City Field. Uh, yes. Which – have they ever played at City Field? No. No. So um, and I don't know what that means or anything like that, but it's kind of a – probably not that exciting for NYCFC players to have a home match and have to go to an unfamiliar place to play. Yeah, not ideal. For sure. So with them bouncing around, isn't this like the third field they've played on at home in the past three or four weeks? Yeah, the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees have ruined it all by being that's very true. good. I guess. Yeah, that's true. So and I guess it's, factor. Yeah. And I guess if they make the playoffs, they don't even know where they're going to play. So that's hilarious. That is also true. Um, there, there is rumor that their first playoff game will be at Rutgers, which is in the middle of New Jersey. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that's. Yeah, not great. That's it's closer so than, MLS. It's closer than Hartford, but yeah, Rutgers. It's it's pretty funny when the league harps on the you need to have a soccer specific stadium, yada yada yada, uh, for all these teams that <clears throat> want to come in. They need to have them right away sometimes, or they're not even in the running for consideration. And who knows when NYCFC is going to have their own yeah. soccer specific stadium? But I'd rather, I guess, we'd rather them do it right and get a good location than. Um, throw something together way out there where people need to take some some terrible transportation to <laughs> yeah the red bulls would probably have a fit with with that if they did, did end up playing in new jersey the irony is that you have to drive past red bull arena from new york city to get to the rutgers stadium <laughs> so they're passing this fairly new soccer specific stadium but anyway um anyone from the or who from the crew are you guys looking at mostly or or nobody doesn't look like you rank any of them that highly. I think yeah, Ola Kamara is a guy that I, yeah, I, yeah. Iguain I considered, but I'm kind of a little down on because I think NYCFC are going to be able to kind of take care of him and force him to the outside. They have good defensive midfield. I mean, Alexander Ring is on the MVP shortlist. He's really been flying under the radar as a, a great player in that defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how short the shortlist is, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's pretty big, but, um, <laughs> I think Ola Kamar is the one guy that really kind of caught my attention. Uh, I still think he's been pretty good lately. I mean, he hasn't quite been putting up the the numbers, but everything's going to kind of run through him. So mm-hmm. yeah, he looked good at Orlando. I mean, he's he's the guy they're looking for in the attack throughout the game. So um, I just I don't know. This slate's so big, it's going to be hard for me to to uh, rely on anybody from the crew or, or build some lineups around the crew. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's just every single team, every single player to, to pick from. And I think there's some games with players that have a lot more to play for than the crew do right right now, including New York City FC, their opponents. So I'm probably staying away. Okay, that's fair. 
Uh, we Wait, the, the crew could jump NYCFC. What do you mean they don't have anything to play for? That's fair. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> also, Ola Kamara on Yahoo is pretty cheap. He's only $21 if we're, we're talking about that, just because uh, DraftKings salaries are not up. David Villa, 25, looks like an absolute steal. When you yeah, can, when you can I'd get, rather have him. Yeah, when you can get Daniel Royer for 28. It <laughs> 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 seems like a bit of a price discrepancy there. Anyway, um, the next game I have is Atlanta home against Toronto. Uh, Atlanta is another one of these teams that can get the second seed. Uh, Toronto has everything locked up. So do you think this turns into kind of a one-sided thing that Toronto rests some guys, or do you think they actually play everybody because they haven't been playing that well because not everybody has been there, and now everybody's healthy? A little bit of both. I think they, they kind of probably play the first half, and then after that sub off some important guys mm-hmm. and uh, probably play more defensive. They're not going to want to show Atlanta everything because there's a really good chance, I would say, that these are the, the best two teams in the East, Yeah, and uh, they could meet again very soon. Skyler? Yeah, I agree. I'm a little hesitant to play a guy like Giovinco, who he played 90 minutes in his uh, his return from his injury, which I thought he was sure for 60 to 70 minutes and, and was going to be pulled. Um, I think that's going to be the case this game. That's why I think it's a good matchup for him, but I just, I'm just i probably going to play it a little safe and, and stay away just based off of that. Mm-hmm. That seems reasonable. And then would you target the Atlanta guys like you normally would. I mean, you you guys ranked Joseph Martinez pretty highly, although Skyler notably put him behind Chris Wondolowski, who we'll get to in a little bit. But um, <laughs> Yeah, me and Zadroik have him number two. I strongly considered putting Joseph Martinez number one. Oh, that, Zadroik has him at number one. Uh, okay, in the so. spreadsheet, it's at number two. So Oh, huh, silly. I yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm still... We all know what Joseph Martinez can do. I mean, he's had some outbursts this season. It just feels like recently he's slowed down a little bit. Um, yeah, Atlanta's got a lot to play for here, but I don't know. feels like – I mean, guys like Wando, it feels like, are more are in a better spot against Minnesota than Joseph Martinez is against Toronto FC. Even if Toronto FC doesn't go, you know, 100%, I feel like they're still pretty stout defensively, so – um, you look at Martinez's last five or six games, and if he doesn't score a goal, he's not getting past two or three points. Yeah. I think, Andrew, you were stuck with that this past weekend, so probably, um, you know, you got a little taste of, of the boomer bus <laughs> appeal of, of Martinez, and I just feel like that might be the case again this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Martinez here, I'm on American Soccer Analysis sorting expected goals, and he has the most since August 28th, which was the last – uh, I just filtered to a random Sunday. Um, 6.9 expected goals. He has nine goals, which also I believe is the most, even more than Skyler's boy Nikolic. And he also has the most shots, tied with Clint Dempsey at 32. So hmm. I I would argue that he's been producing very well lately. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah, if you look at Nikolic, he's actually scoring the goals. He's got, what, six goals in his last three games? So. And then, in, if you go back before that, uh, August twenty eighth, he only has two, I guess. Mm. Skyler's done talking about August. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just—I I think a lot, uh, both in private conversations, not just between Skyler, but 
uh, there's just a lot of recency bias going on. We got to look at a sample size bigger than uh, three games or whatever. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Um, let me go to another game because we kind of hinted at it already with the Wando talk. Skyler, JD, you didn't see this. Skyler is asking me if I'm going to captain Wando this weekend. <clears throat> um, that's nuts. You... <laughs> <laughs> um, to that's... go just just how much does Skyler like San Jose this weekend? He not only has Wando as his third forward ahead of Joseph Martinez, mm-hmm. his fifth forward is Danny Hosen. Uh, I ahead actually, of Sebastian Javinko, ahead of Clint Dempsey. <laughs> I was wondering if you thought his um, ranking of Vaco over Ladero, Piatti, Rusnak, and the rest was just as that's, bad or not. Uh, that's mildly egregious, but... I'm a little heavy on the quakes this week, I guess you'd say. But look, Wando had... Uh, he hit seven points this past weekend, and... You're talking about, you know, Martinez is having to score a goal just to hit seven points. Wando did that with, he got a couple of bonus points from shots, attacking bonuses. He got an assist. He hit seven points. I'm not saying Martinez can't do that, but it feels like Wando's in a better place. San Jose's, you know, basically winning your in here. Home and against Minnesota. Feels like, <laughs> yeah, home against Minnesota. Like, you couldn't ask for a better opponent. If it was somebody like, no, even even if it was LA, I would feel a little bit more hesitant to play San Jose. But this feels like the best spot for for uh, them to be in this position. So I'm I feel like I've got to exploit it, and it feels like just from the reaction I've seen on social media, a little bit hinting that I that I want to play a lot of San Jose. It feels like uh, they're going to go under own. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like they should be a little bit uh, higher regarded than than they are. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. If you uh if you filter if you go to your season long transfers and you sort by transfers in during the round, Wando is only behind David Villa, um, on transfers in for forwards. So, mm-hmm. and he's actually way ahead of Nikolic, who's third, Dempsey fourth, Martinez fifth. And granted, that's because a lot of people had Nikolic and Martinez. I was just about to say that. But, certainly last week too. At the same time, he's only twenty five behind Villa. I mean, I don't think right. that people the people definitely aren't off Wando this week in season long at least. Right. So, um, and I, it, I mean the whole captain thing, like I get it. Valeri's going to be the the default captain this week, and rightfully so. Um, Portland have a lot to play for as well. Um, I'm probably not going to captain Wando myself, but I'm not. I'm saying it's. I think it's a play that you could make if you were in a, a spot where you knew it was like basically a one off, which Andrew is in. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just you in that spot. You just bank on on your different players instead of your captain because I'm pretty sure most everybody's gonna have Valerius captain this round. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think if everybody's gonna have Wando, that's a great differential for me to not take Wando because his floor is pretty low and his ceiling really isn't as high as some of these other big forwards. So. I don't know. It's a tough call. He, if I were in Andrew's position, I'd be fifty-fifty on owning him at all. Um, as far as I also think if, when you're going head-to-head in Andrew's case, and we don't want him to disclose what he's going to do in case his opponent is listening. <laughs> have we even explained the situation Andrew's in? By the way, we haven't. No. I think okay, we so did it a little bit on the last podcast, but yeah, let's re- rehash what's going on here. Well, I'll let Andrew do the talking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Empire of Soccer had this head-to-head league this season, and the winner gets a trip to MLS Cup. And about 18 weeks in the season, 
in fact, it may not have even been that long. Skyler basically said as long as he won out, he was going to go, he was going to win MLS Cup <laughs> or win the trip to MLS Cup. And um, so I stopped paying attention. I, I was, uh, I think, one or two games back and I just didn't even look at it. And then two weeks ago, Skyler told me that I was in the quarterfinals, which I hadn't <laughs> even, this was, there was a round before that. I didn't even realize I got the last playoff spot and. I've won since then, and so the winner it comes down to this weekend and gets a round trip for two to MLS Cup, which um, is much better than the two hundred and fifty dollar gift card for coming in second. So, yeah, that you get eight months after you right. win. Right. <clears throat> well, it's, I right. assume it's through Empire of Soccer, so I I feel like maybe they're a little more. Uh, well, it also is a trip to MLS Cup, so I hope they give it to you within eight months. You would it's hope so. more of a, a timely concern. Yeah, right. but uh, no, that's great that someone's running a contest with that uh, has a meaningful prize to yeah. do with season-long soccer. Um, and I don't know. I think if I put as much effort into my team this season as I have to yours the last couple of weeks, <laughs> I'd, I'd be doing a lot better. Um, but it's, it's interesting hearing... I toss you the advice and seeing what you do with it, and obviously we're we're wishing you a lot of luck. And I'm going to try to get you not to captain Wando, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you really are, and we all know it, and we're throwing some misdirection at the this other guy here. Um, this whole podcast could be a sham of bad advice. It could be uh, You're right. for anyone listening. Yeah, right. yeah, and the, the the good news too is that I believe Andrew's already stated that his wife uh, has mentioned that she is not super interested in going so it's going to come down to jd or myself to uh to battle it out for that plus that and one <laughs> ticket in fact i'll so. even take it a step further when i told my wife about this her response was i don't have to go to that do i so <laughs> i honestly assumed that andrew would take his son who plays soccer but uh skyler's trying to try he's trying to yeah, get in front of the six-year-old. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out of it. <laughs> no, hey, if you're gonna put it like that, yeah, you give me a guilt trip now. That's all right. Well, uh... but if you Captain Wando, on my advice, and I'd say I'd, I'd qualify for that. <laughs> yeah, I... then no one's going to MLS Cup if you Captain <laughs> Wando on your advice. Um, <clears throat> what's funny is that my whole uh, plan was to just get myself back into the top hundred since I had been struggling to do that. And I'm now one win away from MLS Cup, and I'm still not in the top 100. But anyway, um, all right. We let's see. Next, we talked about Valeri, so let's talk about that game, Portland home against Vancouver. Uh, these are both teams need to go all out here. Vancouver uh, has not clinched the top spot in the West. I believe a single win. Uh, I see. I believe a draw does it um, because Portland will not pass them on wins, and they'll be tied on points. Seattle also couldn't pass them on wins, yeah. Right. So as long as they get a a point. So do you think Vancouver kind of hunkers bunkers down to get a scoreless point or good luck? Port- yeah, with just, that. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably why everybody is going to be captaining Valeri this week. No, I think I think Port or Vancouver can just uh, concede the number one spot because I don't think they have a chance. Oh, okay. But they're gonna if they do that and Seattle win, then they're suddenly they don't even have a first round bye. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what they they obviously shouldn't try to just right. stay down. But I don't know what they're how they're gonna beat Portland. It obviously definitely could happen. I just I'm really confident in the Timbers this game with Valeri. Uh, even though Fernando Adi is MIA, um, I don't know. It's just it's at home. The crowd is gonna be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Cascadia Cup 
in general is already uh, more high energy than most MLS games. For sure. And I don't know. I think the Timbers, they've been playing really well lately. They have uh, probably the best form in the Western Conference, and Vancouver's just been okay. So, you got that uh, sneaky, Offensively, uh... I don't think they really are going to have that easy of a time unlocking Portland, who have actually been pretty good defensively lately. Mm-hmm. Where are you yeah, you've got the, I was going to say you've got the Darren Maddox revenge game oh. uh, narrative to go off of, too. And he's actually been pretty good in the in Adi's absence. He's had um, he had five points last game just off of uh, uh, shots and got a couple of points for a PK earned. Um, four he, points before that, ten before that. So he's he's been all right. He's missed some incredible sitters. Well, that's yes. yeah, that's, that's Darren Maddox. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it, it's, a uh, it's an important game for Portland. So I don't know. He's going to have some more of those chances. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could easily convince me to play Maddox over Wando. I, wow. I obviously ranked Wando higher, but um, I they're both in pretty big situations. Uh, I don't know. I th- Maddox has been, he's pretty dangerous and he has the speed that can unlock a, a group of center backs like Kendall Waston and Tim Parker. That's for sure. Mm. I don't know. The The other thing I'll say about this game is for Andrew's case, if everyone's going to captain Valeri and it's a one-off, I would almost argue that he should just also captain Valeri to, yeah. and play it safe because he's going to be able to hopefully beat the guy at all the other positions. Speaking of yep. other guys, uh, do any of the Vancouver ones point? I mean, Jordy Reyna obviously comes to mind first, but he's been good. But I, I he's a he's the type of player that I think kind of gets lost in some situations in some games, and I can totally see Guzman and Diego Chara um, kind of rubbing him out in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Jordy Reyna has some some value. I think more so on a site like DraftKings where he's eligible as a forward. Um, again, we don't have the pricing, but I imagine he'll be priced down a little bit since this is a road game. Mm-hmm. Um, and a humongous slate. <laughs> yeah, on a huge slate. So it's it's going to be hard to, to find room for him. Yeah, he on Yahoo, I think he's uh, in consideration at $18, but probably still not oh, going to be in my lineups. I've got yeah. myself rostering. What's that? Yeah, so I know we're on Yahoo, but I've got myself rostering Breck Shea. Because he's oh, still listed gosh. as a def- yeah, he's still listed as a defender over there. Oh, then he's if still- he plays, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. With what Vancouver's got at stake, like I'd probably roll him out again. It's pretty decent price, I'd say, for a defender. So even as a super yeah. sub, right? You would still play him. <laughs> no, <laughs> he did play ninety minutes uh, against San Jose, so I could I could see him yeah. being rolled out again. Yeah. Vancouver are bad. It's just always tough to to select which one of their players is going to have a good excuse me, good game that week. I think Freddie Montero was ranked fairly. I might be the only person that ranked him, actually. Skyler might have bumped him out. I think I still had him in there. Um, yep, St- Skyler still has him. Right in between Will Bruin and CJ Sapong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. The Will Bruin just causes a black hole everywhere around <laughs> him. Uh <laughs> I can't believe you fit Will Bruin into your forward rankings. I had to cut so many quality players. <laughs> it's the, anyway, the situation again, man. It's the, <laughs> this this week it's the decision day narrative. So that's right. I'm Talk about missing it. sitters. <laughs> um, I, uh, Jordy Reyna, coming off though, a brace. <laughs> Reyna, 
barely missed out on my top 20 midfielders. And I think I, I made room for Kendall Waston just for the, the headed goal ability um, when he's hungry. Mm-hmm. If uh, I don't know if Vancouver's going to sneak a goal on a set piece, he's a, a huge candidate for that. For and sure, that might yeah. be how they have to play it. They might have to play good defense and hope they get a set piece opportunity or two. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know they're going to be chasing the game late, and Watson will be playing basically as like a fourth forward or something. Yeah. And he's one of the hardest players to stop in the air. I mean, he is. I would not want to get in his way if he were jumping for a <laughs> header on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the top of the Western Conference. We've got um, some competition. I guess we talked about San, San Jose, who still has a shot. Uh, technically Dallas does as well. Dallas is going to be playing home against the galaxy who will be playing to not finish with the worst record in the league. Um, JD, you held, uh, hope in Dallas much longer than a lot of other people. Do you still have it? Yeah. I think last week I kind of gave up finally, um, on our last podcast. So maybe not last week, um, two weeks ago, but I did find myself wanting to rank, three midfielders for Dallas. I had to bump Kellen Acosta out. I had Mauro Diaz higher initially, but I think he's down to, to my 11th midfielder. And Javier Morales has been getting starts. Um, just you, you want the grizzled veteran in there when you're trying to fight for the playoffs. So I, I don't know. They've had some results lately that were good or not great, but better. <laughs> and they've had some some bad results, but – Against the Galaxy, I mean, if you ever want a team you have to play right now to get into the the playoffs, they're right up there with Minnesota. So, yeah, Minnesota might be playing better. Actually, Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota's tied. If you sort the form table, they uh <laughs> they're tied for first with ten points in the last six games. The Galaxy are in last with five. So, I I don't know. It does feel like we've we've been talking a lot. Like oh. Minnesota plays this team. Let's play them in DFS. And Minnesota has been performing as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. Skyler, how do you feel about Dallas? Ah, uh, man. I mean, unless like the Dallas front office is is you know bribing Minnesota for <laughs> to pull off a result at San Jose, like I just I don't know offering them steak like steak dinners when they come to town or something. I just Dallas has been so bad. I mean, I feel like they'll get the result here. I'm just, I don't know if I'm willing to put any faith in them at this point. Yeah. Um, it feels like I already have put enough, you know, in the weeks leading up to this spot. And now it's like they're basically out of the playoffs as it is. Like they have to have results go their way if they want to get back in. So I don't know. Maybe they, they turn it around. I think Javier Morales is still worth uh, targeting, especially on DraftKings. He's probably going to be sub 5k maybe somewhere around there mm-hmm. um he's still taking set pieces um last week or yeah this past weekend he i think he earned a yellow card had a few fouls committed so um didn't turn up with a, a great score i think he still hit like six or seven but i think he's got double digits in him and and might be a player that you can work into a dk lineup yeah I'm, i might be the only person that ranked a dallas midfielder at all um, the one guy I also want to mention in this game is Maxi Aruti. He was benched last week in favor of Michael Barrios up top, a little more speed, I guess. And, uh, he was kind of thrown under the bus a little bit in the, the media just for the reason they sat him and whatnot. So if he starts this game, which I, I think he probably should, I'd be curious to see how he responds. He, uh, he has scored some big goals in the past, so. 
Yeah, he needs to score. He's, I mean, he's been quiet. That's part of why they've been in a slump. But yeah, I mean, he's Dallas need him if they if they're going to get a big result here. So I don't see any way they can sit him again. Do you have? Um, your, it looks like you guys are both still okay with Dallas Andrini, even though they've got really nothing to play for. You re- both ranked him fairly high for a team that is in dead last and can't. They do haven't anything. had much. They haven't had much to play for for a long time, and he's still been performing pretty well. Yeah. Anybody else from LA you guys think of? Not really. It's hard to even say who their starters are going to be sometimes. So <laughs> they should just play their whole uh, all their kids. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Nathan Smith gets one last run out. <laughs> FMLS. Thank it you. is downright impressive how far his price has fallen <laughs> in FMLS. Yeah. I don't know that anyone else has dropped anywhere close to that. Yeah, three. He started at pretty... four, I'm guessing. And yeah. He's it's now impressive. down at three point one, so he has had nine price drops. Yeah, and you're, that's not even counting how many uh, switcheroos he ruined over the season just by randomly playing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Too. Yep, few I'm pretty. <laughs> the only thing I hate about decision day is you can't switch a route. Because yeah, that's right. That's right. All on level playing field. Here. That might be good for Andrew though. He's been known to. Uh... It worked out last week. Yeah, I mean, I've week. I think I've had more unsuccessful switcheroos than successful ones. Mm. Whether it's user error or uh, random player getting into the game for the first time all season, yeah. or whatever. Um, I think we have three games left and about five minutes so we can blast through these uh houston home against chicago uh chicago has plenty to play for houston's got nothing uh i guess houston can kind of move up but not in place of not in uh not able to get a buy so i'm not sure how much they could get a home game that's pretty big that's true uh can they even get one uh three four i guess they could get one um so how do you guys feel about that game i guess two teams that really need something I think it's going to be pretty even, actually. Houston's been uh, solid lately. I think they definitely have found a, a little bit of a scoring touch, it seems like. Elise has been pretty good. I ranked him fairly high, and uh, I think it'll be a good back-and-forth game. It sounds like Schweinsteiger is actually questionable for the first round of the playoffs, so if Chicago get a bye, that would be very helpful for them. Yeah, for sure. And you guys really like Nikolic still even at Houston. Yeah, I mean, he had a hat trick last week. He's clearly motivated. Um, Skyler loves him more than I do, but whatever. Do you think he has another he just, one, Skyler? So he just really puts the put his puts his foot in the golden boot, if you will. Yeah. So the golden boot standings, I, I think he's got it wrapped up. But he's on twenty four goals right now. Um, Diego Valeria is next with 21 and David Villa's got 20. So, you know, Valeria would have to score a hat trick in which I think that would give Valeria the golden boot if he did, if, if Nikolic came up empty. Because he has more assists. Yeah, because he's got more assists for the tiebreaker. But that's where I feel like Nikolic, yeah. Yeah, I think that Nikolic does come out and get at least one here just to kind of seal the deal. Um, maybe it, maybe it's two or three again, but I, I think he's got one in him. Hey, of of note, Valeri's only the second player ever with 20 goals and 10 assists or more. Wow. That's true. In MLS, He's obviously. so good. Who was the other? Javinko, oh, I right. would assume. Yeah, I think it was 2015. But uh, also, if Nikolic puts down another hat trick, he is he ties the record, which is 27 goals set by Wando and uh, BWP. Hmm. Yeah. It could happen. Hmm. He's it's been high. He's... Six goals in three games. Yeah. 
That is pretty good. He's um, gone what five? Yeah, five of his last six with at least one goal. So mm-hmm. can't ignore him. Um, next up, we've got RSL home against Sporting. Uh, also, two teams that have plenty to play for. RSL has a lot. Will need help, but they can still technically make the playoffs. Um, and a, an under the radar great rivalry. Uh, sure. So I think it would be it. SKC definitely would love to knock them out of the playoffs or keep them out of the playoffs, rather. Uh, do you think they can at RSL? Yeah, I mean, SKC is a, a good team. They have a, a good system, and they play good defense, so anything can happen. And RSL needs a, a win, so. Yeah, so just pep- Rusnak and Plata just peppering shots in? or how we Play for the draw. And last game. A draw would do Sporting Kansas City well, too, because they uh, – well, they would keep the home game, but they do have an outside chance. If apparently, if Seattle and Portland don't win, both don't win, SKC could move into the number two seed. But that's yep. highly unlikely. Yep. Hmm. That is. I like Plata. I like Rusnak. Yeah, I like Plata, Rusnak, and I think Ramondo is a, a sneaky play for all purposes in this game. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Even even though Salt Lake don't. Uh, or I'd say Salt Lake have a harder road to, to sneak into that last spot. I like their options better than FC Dallas's, so to speak. So, yeah, I like Rusnak a lot. He, I'm surprised he didn't score last game or at least come up with an assist. I mean, he was just a ball of energy the entire game, and um, I think they're going to come out and take it to Sporting Kansas City at home. I think they're pretty frustrated about losing at Colorado. Um, they really should have won that game. And, no, I mean, it's... That's, uh, I guess, just for me, it's just kind of uh, indicative of how MLS can be just with a team like San Jose suddenly in a, a win in your end spot when you've got a team like, I feel like RSL and FC Dallas are both better than San Jose, but it's San Jose that's been grinding out the results. So yeah, here we it, are. RSL, how disappointing does it have to be for their fans? They beat the Timbers 2-1. to one. They beat the Sounders 2-0. to zero. They're looking great for a playoff spot, and then they draw the Galaxy 1-1, and they lose to Colorado. Yeah. So if they if they drop a result here and don't get in, that's a terrible end of the season. I realize that Jefferson Savarino getting hurt um, kind of affected them, but you got to grind those out. Yeah. Yeah, those are tough. Um... Like, think about FC Dallas getting thrashed at uh, Minnesota. Or did they lose at home to Minnesota, and now they're <laughs> – basically tied. it feels like they lost to minnesota like three times to yeah, be does. honest yeah just crazy Ugh. uh okay we've got do we only have the one game left seattle colorado and that might be it okay i think you pretty much nailed it yeah yeah seattle colorado so seattle can still get this the top seed obviously and um use them all yeah colorado not so much I have a prediction that Seattle is going to host MLS Cup because I've seen them twice this year already, but neither time in Seattle. So I'm. Oh, you're also predicting that you're going to win the tickets then too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to. You know, you got to get the confidence in early. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. So. Well, they only would, actually, the Eastern Conference by and large would host whoever comes out of it, because. Uh, Every uh, team, but the Red Bulls, the Red are Bulls, ahead of them right. by three points. 
Toronto. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you're, you're going to Toronto. I hope you've got your passport ready. Yeah, and it's also so, going to be like uh, Man, I don't know degrees. about that either. I don't think Toronto is a, a heavy favorite, but we can probably get into that for the, the first round of the playoff podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so all you say do all your Seattle guys, but like I'm thinking Ladero, Joven Jones, and then after that it feels like who are you really taking? Fry, well, I guess. Uh, you could you could theoretically stack your entire defense with uh with Sounders players. Mm-hmm. Like if we were if the guy playing Andrew was like, wow, I'm going against the Rotowire senior soccer editor. I really have to pull off a, a magical score. I'm gonna go all back line of Seattle. Not the worst play. Mm-hmm. Risky not to give, give him any one. advice. Not to yeah, maybe I'm giving him bad advice, but um. <laughs> Skylar, I don't know how you – I know you love Yoshi, but I don't know how Jovan Jones wasn't your number one defender this weekend. Yeah, it's just the positioning thing. I, I mean, Yoshi's just – he's basically been an integral part of Orlando's attack since he's been in the lineup. And it's like – I mean, Jones is probably in as, as good of a spot to pick up as many bonus points, but Yoshun or Yotun's just been churning out the the bonus points. Even if he doesn't score, he's hitting like five or six. So, um, and I, I think he's got a decent chance to score this game too. So, I don't know. Feels like he maybe I put him at number one because I feel like he's got the the higher ceiling. Um, but I think both are, are strong plays this round. Hmm. You disagree, JD? Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I think Joven Jones just a, a better spot. They have a much better chance at a clean sheet. They're at home against Colorado. They're not on the road against Philly, and they actually have something to play for, which is has been a big theme for uh, for the shows. But Skyler just has the the rose colored goggles for Yoshi and is willing to throw that out the window. I guess <laughs> <laughs> he's just been so good, man. Look at his look at his game log. Even on you can't see DraftKings yet, but even yeah, but look at Joven Jones's game log. It's awesome. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um so do you guys give seattle the best clean sheet odds this week i think you have to yeah well you ranked tarbell ahead of fry i did so so did skyler yeah Yeah, it's tarbell slightly for me and then fry right there i mean it's a toss-up i'd say okay um but I think I gave Tarbell the, the nod just with well Tarbell definitely back against the wall. Yeah, and he could definitely get more save points because how many shots do we think Colorado is going to have on right. roll? Right. Two. Oof. Yeah. All right. Um, are there any players that uh, like young guys that you guys think may get run out this weekend that fantasy people on Yahoo and DraftKings should take advantage of? I'm still looking for Marcus Epps from Philadelphia. He didn't get the start last weekend, even though I wrote him up. I thought he might get in there. But um, good winger if you want someone for really cheap on DraftKings. And I'm guessing that you can't get Bedoya after he decided to try once and uh, scored a goal <laughs> last weekend. So I don't know. Like I, I don't really know about any guys that Minnesota United might throw out there. They kind of have been playing all their young guys. Colorado really don't care, even if they did. Um. Yeah, Orlando seems pretty set right now. I don't think they're going to be throwing out too many crazy players. So, 
the the other guy you could look towards is uh like whatever young forward starts for Montreal against mm-hmm. the Rips. But we we're pretty familiar with those guys: Jackson Hamill, Salazar, um, right. whoever they decide to play. Skyline. Y'all throwing out that we've already been able to to roll out a few times. It's uh, Georgie Mihalovic, I think, with Chicago missing Schweinsteiger, and uh, even Michael DeLeo, I think, is going to open up more playing time for him. Um, he's taken some corners for him recently, and he's pretty cheap when he's uh, you know on DraftKings. Um, I think his price is going up some, but he's still probably in between that three to four thousand range. Um, Man on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. Like, I don't love it, but I'll throw it out there. This has to be one yeah. pass before the pass that sets up Nikolic, and he's fine. <laughs> Maybe yeah, TFC yeah. throws out some uh, a, a younger guy somewhere. Um, I don't know. The other the other spot to obviously look is the Galaxy could play Lassiter or somebody uh, at forward. Yep. Is Jameson hurt? Bradford Jameson? Yeah, he got hurt last yep. week. Yeah, so Lassiter could start up top. Um, who knows? Hmm. All right. Not that I would play him if he did. <laughs> so I guess I, I've, uh, it seemed like he skipped over the San Jose game. I guess I've kind of hyped him up enough just in and out of the, the podcast that we're just rolling right through. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, about... Skylar, Skylar ranked them all incredibly high. I, um, Who did you want to talk about? Hosen? Oh, yeah. yeah I, think Ho- I think Hosen's in play. I mean, he's... I think uh, it was a few games ago, the past couple of games, he's been hitting like two or three points. But a couple of games ago there, he was hitting, you know, four, five, six points. Um, type of guy that I think definitely can go overlooked in tournaments and whatnot. So um, in a game like this, and I think you've got to consider him in, like in, on DK and, and maybe even Yahoo. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, him and Wando, according to Skyler's rankings, are going to combine for five goals <laughs> the, the one guy I left out of my rankings is Hika and uh, Skyler and Zadroik both ranked him but I had Godoy pretty high um, mm-hmm. he's 14 for me yeah. and he's, he's an awesome guy for the midfield like your cheap one that you can stick in there and you're pretty confident you're going to get probably six points in a game like this at least Right. but there's a couple I mean you could go Roldan you could go Tyler Adams I think those are all pretty good options for like a, a final midfield spot in fmls and then i had victor bernardez higher than skyler as well i was kind of surprised that youngworth was way up there but bernardez was a little a little lower so the only concern there is he's he's good for a red card every 10 games or so <laughs> that's right he's, he's also more good for a, score, though. Uh, yeah he's also good for a goal yeah so hosen has uh two goals in his last three home games so there's that, and I think one more name to throw out there that we haven't hit on, who uh, actually was in some of my DraftKings lineups as a forward last weekend, Darwin Saren. There it is. Um, <laughs> he actually, if you uh, take a glance at his FMLS log, he hit, hit 11 points this pass round, which is pretty impressive for a 6.2 midfielder. If if we did have a switcheroo this round, he might be a player I would consider. Right. Um, just like as a safe player or something, but... Um, five points the game before that. So and and then again, I mentioned playing him on DraftKings. He's available as a midfielder or a forward, minimum price pretty much at three point five. So he's the type of guy that just you know you're not going to get like a monster score from him, but for three thirty five hundred, like if he gets me seven, 
eight points, I think, this past weekend. He got me like 18 or something. Then I'll take it. Um, so just kind of a, a, I don't know, a tricky play, I guess you could say, that you could slide in and, and allows you to, to spend up and fit some of the big hitters in. Okay. JD's not on board, but I, I got to throw it out there. I mean, if I'm playing, if I'm playing Saren on DraftKings, I don't even know why I bother getting on the, <laughs> to enjoy fantasy soccer. <laughs> As a forward, no less. As a forward, that's right. Uh, all right, I think we got everything. Hopefully, that was helpful for everybody who's playing DraftKings, even though we have no DraftKings prices. <laughs> for the one person other than Andrew that uh, has something to play for in FMLS this that's weekend. Right. That's right. I'm sure there are plenty of people near the top that are looking. Skyler's trying to lock up that Rotowire league. It's all. Uh, yeah, it's first all in the Philadelphia Union League too. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I wanna make oh, sure very I nice. Take that one down. I think. Uh, I think one of the Rotowire uh, Slack chat participants or members, uh, Stan, I think his name is River Sky Skykill. Yeah. Skookle. 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 Skookle River. I know you're trying to pronounce it like your name. Yeah, that's that's a first to me. I I did not know that. I thought it was always close to my first name. That's why I thought it was so cool. Yeah, you love the Skyler River. That doesn't actually. That's right. (laughs) The Skyler River is when he plays Will Bruin in the forward spot and uh, (laughs) cries over the two points that he got. Uh, Not happening. (sighs) All right. Well, guys, thank you for that. Thank you to playup.com for sponsoring the podcast. And it should thank be a you fun to Yahoo day. for having your prices out. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, good luck this weekend, guys. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Andrew, take down that MLS Cup trip. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.